Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. This is a lifestyle of you modeling the commandments of Almighty God that they've taken root in your heart and they're being lived out in front of your family. That's the challenge for you as a parent. That's the challenge for each one of us as followers of Christ, that we would imitate them. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church with campuses in the Chicagoland area. We're in a series about prayer. And Ron, we're both parents here. And I know as parents, we have a lot of hopes for our kids, a lot of desires for our kids. But what do you say is your biggest hope for your kids? Well, I think it's the same as every Christian parent. And that is that uh, my kids would follow after Jesus. I mean, through every season of life. But, uh, you know, Steve, that doesn't happen by accident. And we need to pray for our kids and the kids in our churches and neighborhoods and communities. Prayer is so critical to help our kids embrace Jesus Christ and walk in his truth and love. Well, today we're going to look at 10 things to pray for our kids. Let's get right into it. Prepare your heart. Listen in. Here's Pastor Ron. I've picked 10 verses or 10 sections of scripture. I should say it like that. And I want to give you 10 things to pray for your kids. Pray for our kids in this ministry. Maybe you've got some, but I'm going to share with you the ones that I have. If you have a Bible, go ahead and open it up to John chapter 1. Verse 12, pray that they know the Lord. That's the first thing. Pray that they know the Lord, that they have a personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to ask you a question and I'm going to ask you to think to yourself. Think to yourself this question. Is everyone a child of God? Our first inclination is to say, yes, certainly. Everyone is a child of God. Let's look at this verse. We're going to flash it up on the screen. It's from John chapter 1, verse 12. Let's look what it teaches. But to all who did receive him, who's the him referring to there? It's referring to Christ. It's referring to the Messiah. It's referring to Jesus himself. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. So question, are all children children of God? No, they're not. Now, we're all made in the image of God. That's the thing for us as followers of Christ to understand. And that's the thing that our world does not necessarily get. We're all, all of us, every single person that's born in this world, like we've been born in the image of God, but we are not a child of God until we receive him, until we turn to him, Jesus, in repentance and faith. That's the starting block. That That's where the race begins. Too often as parents, we're praying for our kids or we're praying for others and we're praying for the specific situation or detail. And I want to pull us back and say this, that we would pray that our kids would know the Lord, that they would have a personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful as I stand up here, I can remember the specific times, and maybe you're like me, where my girls, all three of them, at a young age, I didn't do it at a young age, I came to know Christ at age 27. But all three of my girls have professed a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I can remember exactly what was happening and when it occurred or when they told me that they made that decision. That's the critical place to start. Praying for the kids in this ministry that they would know the Lord. Not that they would know about him. Not that they would know that you know them as parents, but they would have a personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, 
verse 5. Let me go ahead and read what it says in verse 5. It says this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. So how do you do that? Well, you've got to put him first. That's what it means. You've got to put him first above all relationships. I'll come back to that in a moment. If you're in the text, look at verse 6. He says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So he's talking to the parents of the people of God, just like I'm talking about to the parents of the people of God, that you would do what? That you would love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, that he would be the number one relationship that you have. Look what it says for our instruction. You shall teach what? The commandments diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. It goes on in verse 8 to say, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. What's he saying? The writer is telling us this that we've got to put these commands in front of our kids constantly, not just on the service on the weekend when they're up in the kids' ministry. No, he's saying when you walk by the way. He says when you lie down. This is a lifestyle of you modeling the commandments of Almighty God that they've taken root in your heart, and they're being lived out in front of your family. That's the challenge for you as a parent. That's the challenge for each one of us as followers of Christ, that we would imitate him. He's not talking about the specific Bible study. The specific Bible study that you want to do at home is great, but he's saying your life is a Bible study. And these kids learn best, isn't it true? They learn when you're driving in the car. They learn when you're watching the football game. They learn when you're doing this. They learn when you're at the athletic event or you're at something that they're involved in. And that's when we're to do what? We're to model these things. Your relationship with Christ has to be first. That's why Jesus said, whoever loves his mother or his father or his brother or his sister or anyone else, you fill in the blank. Whoever loves him above me, he says this, you're not fit to be my disciple. Man, I want that for my kids. Do you have that in your own life? Too many parents that I talk to, they start coming to church. Isn't this true? Have you ever seen this? I got a kid now. Uh, this is, oh my gosh, this is responsibility is coming. I, I need to grow up finally. And, and I, I got to get this. I got to get to church. I'm coming to your church, Pastor Ron, because my kid needs it. You know what's going on in my mind? You need it. And you need it to be a model to your children. If we want them to love God, then we have to have a passionate love for our Savior. Pray, pray these verses. Pray that they would know the Lord. Pray that they would love the Lord. Let me give you another one. Go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2. Maybe you're sitting here and you've got a preteen. And if you've got a preteen, I'm going to give you a challenge because all three of my girls, what I used to do is I used to go through different seasons and I would pick specific verses that I would have memorized in my mind and that I would pray these verses for my kids. This is my favorite preteen verse. Even in my Bible right here, I've got the initials of my three daughters right here in this text. Now, it's said of Jesus. This is, a, this is what is describing Jesus as a preteen. Love this verse. 
Look with me at Luke chapter 2, verse 40. It says this, and the child, let's just stop there. The child is Jesus. That's who the child is. He grew and became strong, filled, I love this, with wisdom. And the favor, this is my favorite part, and the favor of God was upon him. Isn't that a great thing? Now we know that God's favor resided on Jesus that God had placed his favor on him. So this is how I'm talking about praying this scripture, that I would pray this. Lord, I'm asking that you would grow my girls and that they would become strong, Lord, in you. I'm asking that you would grow them up, not only physically, Lord, but spiritually, that they would be strong, that they would be filled with wisdom. Lord, not the wisdom of the world, Lord, the wisdom that's in the scriptures that said that they would do what? That they would fear God because that is the beginning of knowledge. Lord, I'm asking that they would grow, that they would have wisdom. And God, I'm pleading with you that your favor would reside on them. That's how you pray scripture. Did you see what I just did? Now, now parents, please. That's what I'm talking about. Praying for your child with the scripture like that, using it as a backdrop to pray biblically. Too many times we're asking for the wrong things for our kids, aren't we? We have a tendency because we want to do this. We want to be happy. We want to please them. We want them to be successful. Can I suggest to you that all those are wrong visions for your child? That they would be happy, that they would be successful, that they would have a good job, those are wrong visions. The vision for your child is that they would do what? That they would become a fully devoted follower of the Lord Jesus Christ who loves him and follows after him. And then whatever happens next, all those other things, whatever the job, whatever the situation, whatever happens if they get married or if they have kids, like all those other things will fall into play. That they would have the wisdom and knowledge, that they would grow in the Lord. listening to High Point with Ron Zappia. Today's message is called Prayer for Kids and will continue in just a moment. And remember, you can request any of Pastor Ron's teaching when you call 844-HP-RADIO and find this message and additional resources when you head online to highpointministries.com. Stick around. There's more teaching straight ahead. Oswald Chambers once wrote this about his relationship with God. I am determined to be absolutely and entirely for him and for him alone. Chambers was set on living a godly life centered on Jesus, and it overflowed into his teaching. So that's why this month, High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia wants to get you Chambers' book of daily devotions, which is packed with a spiritual energy boost for each day. Each of the daily readings is filled with concentrated, life-changing truths on how to live a God-centered life that will help you reach a new level in your faith. That's why for the month of January, for a donation of any amount to High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we'll send you Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest, a devotional book filled with biblical principles you can apply daily to your life as you seek the Lord. Call 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest for a donation of any amount. Or request this great resource online at highpointministries.com. This is High Point with Pastor Ron Zappia. Today we're in a series called The Prayers of Jesus, and we're learning to pray the way that Jesus modeled for us. You can hear our entire series called The Prayers of Jesus on our website at highpointministries.com. Here's Ron to continue. Let's go ahead and flip in your Bibles if you can. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 3. 
And I want you to pray that they would not only grow in the Lord, but that you would pray that they would trust the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And for many of you, this is um, a lot of people's life verses. And it's really some great verses. Let's look with me at verse 5 of Proverbs chapter 3. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will do what with your crooked path? What will he do? He will make it straight. So I, I love it like this. It's like, it's like our stupidity can't trump God's sovereignty, right? Like, like he's going to straighten the crooked path out. And many of us were walking on some crooked paths, but he's going to straighten it out when we do what? When we embrace him and when we trust that he's got a better plan than I. So let's try this. Do it with me. Look at the text and think about that son or daughter of yours and begin to think how you would pray this verse for your child. Father, I'm praying that Jack would trust in the Lord with all his heart. I'm asking that that, that he would do that. I'm pleading with you. Lord, I'm asking that Jack, this week, I'm praying for my son Jack that he would not lean on his own understanding, Lord, that he would lean on you. I'm praying that he would embrace your sovereignty even at this age. Lord, I'm asking that he would acknowledge you. I know, Father, that it hasn't been going the way that I would like to see it going, but I know that you've put truth in his heart and he has responded in the past. Would you give him a win this week that he would acknowledge you in some way? Lord, I pray that you would make the path that he's on right now because it's crooked. It is not. Lord, would you straighten it out? I'm pleading with you. That's how we pray. That That's praying scripture. And I believe if you get in the habit of praying scripture, you will pray more and you will pray more effectively as your soul will be ministered and God's soul or God's heart, I should say it like this, his heart will be ministered to because you're praying back his word to him. All right, got it? So let's pray scripture, man. It's just a great thing. And um, like I look at these verses and I, like just keep going. Like you could just keep going. You could use this for, Lord, I'm praying for Jack that he would not be wise in his own eyes. Look at verse seven. Lord, I'm praying for him that he would come to the place where he would fear the Lord. Lord, I'm praying for Jack this week that he would turn from evil. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would come alongside him and that you would heal him and provide refreshment to him. That's what I mean by praying scripture. Next thing, fifth thing, 10 things to pray for your kids. We're halfway home. Pray that they submit to the Lord. Pray that they submit to the Lord. That word submit is a military term. It means that they would get in rank, that they would follow orders, so to speak. You're like, yeah, finally we're on that one. I'm praying for that. That kid would follow my orders. I want that too. But I'm asking here that they would do what? That they would submit themselves to the Lord. So let's flip up James chapter 4 up on the screen. Here's some really great verses. Let's read them aloud. Look with the, at the screen with me and let's read together. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. Look at verse eight. Let's put that up. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. These are verses that you would pray that your son or daughter would submit that he would willingly, that she would willingly place themselves under God's authority. And what they're doing, 
when they're placing themselves under your authority, when that's happening, they're actually putting themselves under the umbrella of God's protection as God is a God of order and he has created a system and a rank and that you would pray that your kids would first submit to God and they would submit to you. And those are some things that you can prayerfully ask the Lord to do. Question, before we move on, we want our kids to submit to us. We want our kids to submit to the Lord. You know what the question's going to be. Because I want a lot of things for my kid, but I ask you this. I'm God's kid, and he wants the same things for me. Are you submitting to the Lord? Are you submitting to the relationships that God has placed around you? Have you submitted yourself to a local body? Do you have a church home where you are vested in? Are you under the leadership of that church? When you go through the trials and difficulties of life, do you have some place to turn? Are you calling on the phone to someone that you don't know to help you? Or have you already been vested, placing yourself in a body of followers of Christ who have maturity and wisdom? I wish more people would do that. Too many people go to church. They don't belong to a church. And we need parents to submit themselves to the Lord and to commit themselves to the work of Christ. Sixth thing. Sixth thing to pray. Pray that they serve the Lord. That's what I'm asking that you would do, that you would pray that your son or daughter would serve the Lord. I got this um, this week, and, uh, well, actually, my daughter got it. And, um, yeah, I'm one of those dads that kind of gets the mail and looks at it and trying to look. And I didn't open it, but I gave it to her, and I stood over her as she opened it. It was from uh, Debbie, who is uh, one of our children's workers here, and she's writing this to my oldest daughter. She wrote, Dear Allie, and Allie's in high school now, she writes, thank you so much for leading a small group and pouring your love on these group of girls. It is important that the girls see Christian role models like you as a follower of Christ. As you balance school, sports, church with a Christ-like attitude, you have been such a blessing to me. Isn't that a parent's dream? So what happened here? Can I brag on my daughters a little bit on Mother's Day? Because I had nothing to do with it and the other one did. <laughs> Jody, I'm telling you, but we've modeled service, and I'd ask you to model service. And so unbeknownst to us, Allie, this past year, she said, I'm going to lead a small group in our children's ministry. And, and so she led this group of girls, and, and, and here I have a leader in our church recognizing that. She goes on and she writes this, um, you know, we got good leaders. She says, I hope you have a great summer, but please consider returning to the children's ministry so that you can lead these girls next year. Leaders, you got to have that sentence. You say that, you got to ask these people to help you out, but then you got to put the stick in for next year. But, but, but listen, that, that our kids would serve the Lord. Some of you are sitting here and you got the gray hair and you've seen this. And your kids, I'm telling you now, you're in a different place and you're watching your kids as they're vesting themselves in the body of Christ. I, I can't believe how thankful you probably are to see their level of service. And that we would do what? That we would pray that throughout the ages that our kids would serve the Lord. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 is the verse that uh, Jody and I often pray for our kids. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That they would recognize that it's not them, that it's God's glory and that it's God working in and through them. These are some great verses. 
And one of the best ways that you can serve is that you would pray for your kid that they would be a light, a light in their school, a light even in their own home. I remember um, when my girls were small, um, well, it was actually, um, we lived in Arlington Heights, and I can remember because it was a kitchen, man. I'm telling you, the kitchen was about as big as, I don't know, this little area right here. And we had this table in this kitchen, and and it was just jammed in there. And and I had Allie and Aaron, and 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 they're sitting there having breakfast, okay? So Allie's got to be maybe four. A- Aaron's probably three because they're 19 months apart. So they're sitting there. And then do your kids have like the, the stuffed animal deal going? Do, do they have that at that young age? And do, do they or not? So we got Aaron's got Big Bird sitting at the table. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, Big Bird is like this tall. And there's a spot for Big Bird in this little dump kitchen like this. I mean, it's just like we're in here like this. I'm sitting there, you know, and we're sitting in there. And, and these guys are all sitting there. And, and we're all like this. And then so Allie begins to do this. She begins to witness to her sister. Four years old. You're like, what's going to come out? God only knows. But this is what happens. She begins to recite verbatim. She's like, Aaron, you need to have the forgiveness of Christ. And I'm just like, well, this is good. Preacher's kid. And then she starts reciting this poem from the Rhyme Bible. It's something that uh, somebody uh, gave to us. And, and our kids, just they just jammed at it. And the poem's uh, entitled, The Day Jesus Died. So I got a four-year-old trying to explain this to a three-year-old. Are you getting a picture? Like, we got some witnessing going on, okay? And so I asked Allie after, I said, girl, how, how'd you think it, how do you think it went? And she goes, you know, Dad, I don't think Aaron gets it, but I think Big Bird's going to heaven. <laughs> now, I'm thankful to say I think that's changed. <laughs> But, but I'm just saying here that we would pray that our kids would serve the Lord. And we would pray that they would be witnesses. Some, I'm telling you, some of our kids, we've been trying to witness to some grandparents and some parents, even a husband or a wife. And I would suggest to you that the kids are the ones that are going to soften those, those hard hearts. And the kids and their love for Christ and what God's doing in their hearts. That's going to be the key that sometimes can unlock the door that you're struggling trying to break down. Encouraging us to engage in prayer for kids. You're listening to Ron Zappia of High Point Ministries. You can hear our entire series called The Prayers of Jesus and find other helpful resources when you head to highpointministries.com. Well, Ron, we all know that when we have a few kids under our roof, life can get busy. And so what are some tips that you can give that would help our listeners maybe find time in their day if they have kids to be praying for kids? Or maybe they are even praying for, you know, grandkids. They're praying for nieces, nephews. Give us a few tips. Yeah, sure, Steve. You know, if we're not careful, the day can get away from us. I mean, every parent certainly knows that and has experienced that to some degree or another. We can wake up and the next minute we feel like we're putting the kids back to bed. So it goes quick. 
Time is of the essence. It's like we don't have the time, but we've got to make the time for prayer. And it has to be intentional. It's not going to happen by accident. When you wake up a few minutes early, hit the pause button at lunchtime. I mean, these are things that we can do. Make sure to end your day by talking with God. The key is to make a daily plan. Even if it's the little, you know, send up the prayer immediately. I mean, just for a moment, it's so important and critical for us to be speaking out and talking and listening and hearing from God. You know, some people even do this. They use their alone time driving to and from work to pray. I've certainly done that, experienced that. If you're a runner, if you get out and you're getting a workout in, I mean, what a great opportunity to put some worship music on and to just listen to God and to pray. The key is to find a time every day that works for you, then stick to it, stick it out and talk with God. Well, some great ideas for praying for our kids. We're so glad you joined us today here on High Point with Ron Zappia. If you've been following for a while and find yourself encouraged by these messages, would you pay it forward so that others can receive the blessing too? We're a listener-supported ministry, which means that people just like you are the reason why this message can be heard on the air across the nation, on the web, through the podcast, and all across the world. You can call in your support with a gift of any amount to 844-477-2346 or donate online at highpointministries.com. You can also write to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. That's P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. And thanks for your support to High Point. We're going to send you a great devotional called My Utmost for His Highest. This classic edition contains daily bite-sized nuggets of truth, each one penned by Oswald Chambers. Ask for the devotional when you make a gift of any amount online at highpointministries.com or give us a call at 844-477-2346. I'm Steve Smith. Come back tomorrow when Pastor Ron returns with more prayer help for parents. We're learning to pray the prayers of Jesus. Tuesday on High Point with Ron Zappia.